The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Happy New Year, everyone, and praise the Lord. I'm here, Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XD TV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Copcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, channel 15.3, and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus coming soon. Allah marking Kali for 99 years, and all prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lapalm on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr. in 1959, who continue the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints, wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Before we begin our musical portion of today's program, I'd like to express my sincere gratitude for all of you who have chosen to start your new year with us. 
Today marks another milestone in the annals of the church. We are celebrating our 43rd year of telecasting the Kingdom of God Crusade, which airs on station KITV4 here in Honolulu, the West Coast, parts of the Midwest, Canada, Mexico, and New York City. Our program is also on the internet as well, another blessed way of God's Word to reach souls throughout the world. It was time to launch the Gospel of Jesus Christ on television, led by our late Chief Pastor William M. Hahn Sr., revealing the true way of salvation and pointing the way for souls to reach Jesus and His heavenly kingdom. We have maintained that responsibility of preaching the Gospel that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. We will continue to preach God's Word and His Gospel with the Scriptures John 3.5, Acts 2.38, and Acts 4.12, which reinforces God's way of salvation. We would also like to acknowledge and recognize the late Mr. Charles Riley and Mr. Sid Milburn, who assisted in formatting our Kingdom of God crusade telecast since our early beginnings, and all of the production staff members from past, present, and future. Their talent and knowledge of TV productions has helped us in every aspect of our weekly productions. We pray that our work for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will continue to grow and prosper throughout the years to come. And now may I present our church choir under energetic direction of Emilia Hahn with a song of heartfelt appreciation to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for all that He has done for us. We're humbled to know of how He came to earth, making a way for all mankind to reach His heavenly home. Even with all the materialistic riches and tempting choices to make in the world, some of us still choose to be a servant in your heavenly house. The choir will be featuring the string section of our church band, consisting of Hannah Asano, Seth Asano Jr. on the cellos, and Emmeline Asano and Cherie Spodkaff on the violins.
Coming up next will be our church band under my direction to play an all-time favorite entitled, I Love to Tell the Story.
now call upon our soloist Rose Bachel Carter with a warming, touching rendition entitled Consider the Lilies. Bach's song depicts our Savior's caring love for all of us. He hears our every prayer in time of need and rejoicing. Every day as we speak to him in faith believing, he listens and according to his will, his time, and what would be best for each of us, he answers. spin and there's not a king with more splendor than them consider the sparrows they don't plant nor sow but they're fed by the master who watches them grow we have a heavenly father eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love he really cares when your head is bowed low consider the lilies and then you will know may I introduce you to this friend stars tells the sun when to shine and kisses the flowers each morning with dew but the, he's not too busy to care about you we have a heavenly father above with full of mercy and a heart full of love he really cares when your head is bowed low consider the lilies and then you will know consider the lilies they don't toil nor spin more splendor than them consider the sparrows they don't plant nor sow but they're fed by the master who watches them grow we have a heavenly father above with eyes full of mercy and a heart full of love he really cares when your head is bowed consider the lilies and then you will know consider The church choir will now sing the moving and touching number entitled, Come Unto Me. 
featuring Hannah Asano, Sister Asano Jr. on the cellos, and Emmeline Asano and Sharice Spotcalf on the violins.
The church orchestra under the direction of just the associate pastor, Evans Boat Sr., will now play in the twinkling of an eye. Now we call upon our talented sisters in Christ, the daughters of Judah, to blend their God-given voices and sing that uplifting and victorious number entitled, Even So Come, Come Lord Jesus. 
This number expresses the faith and patience of God's saints who prepares and wait unwearingly for Jesus' return to earth on clouds of glory to rapture his water washed spirit-filled saints living the spiritual life of Jesus. This song is dedicated to a faithful and loving sister in Christ, Mrs. Ellen Refermina. We pray the Lord will continue to strengthen you and pour forth his heavenly blessings upon you in this life and that to come. Have a wonderful Sunday.
Happy New Year, everyone, and greetings in the sweet name of Jesus. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California. These telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3, and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 7, 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, Gospel services are held every Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanari Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Kaloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Esparo in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Esparo in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. It is God's desire that all people come unto Him in full repentance and receive His salvation full and free. Those who respond and obey His command will be blessed bountifully, spiritually, materially, physically, and even financially. The soul who rejects and rises up against the Lord shall be devoured by the sword, and there shall be no remedy for his tragic end. Do we dare provoke the Lord to jealousy? Do we dare contend our strength is greater than His? God forbid! He has the power to save, the power to devastate, the power to heal, the power to curse, the power to overcome, and the power to bless. 
I invite you to partake in today's message entitled, A Recipe for a Happy New Year. And I pray that by the time it concludes, you will be encouraged to seek the Lord, whose powers are limitless and can sustain you in every way. Once again, we stand in divine presence of God, hand in hand, ready to embark into another year with the Lord. God encourages us to enter this year with praise and thanksgiving and look forward by faith to the promises set before us and especially the glorious hope of the church, which is the approaching return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A review of the past year brings to mind many dark clouds which have burst over the fortunes of nations and individuals as well. We have heard of wars, rooms of wars, disasters like earthquakes and hurricanes, famines and other catastrophes which have claimed the homes, businesses and lives of many unexpectedly. Can any of these be attributed to God's wrath upon mankind? The foundation upon which America was formed has deteriorated. Thusly, we believe in an atmosphere in which God has been forgotten and his statutes forsaken. In these, the closing days of time, the signs around us in earth and in the air point to the next most phenomenal event that is going to take place upon this earth, the coming of Jesus Christ in clouds of glory to catch and take his waiting bride to dwell in that bright supernal mansion he has prepared on high. For our first scripture reading this morning, let us turn to John, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Death will not be able to enter the place which God has prepared for us. And this we are assured of, that this is the joy and glorious destiny of the church. The dead in Christ, who neath us lie, shall be caught up first, and we who are living shall be translated. Time's clock is striking the hour, and yes, the time has run out indeed. Never since the world began has time been so precious. Days, nights, hours, and minutes go by like shadows on the grass. The grains of sand in God's great hourglass are running low, thus warning all the world. Today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. Tomorrow may be too late. The signs that are very apparent across the face of the land are indicative of His return, urging the unbeliever, the backslider, the lukewarm, as well as the saintliness of the children of God to continue to work out one's salvation with fear and trembling. In these critical times, TV viewers, I urge you to avoid procrastination regarding your salvation. Let us read in Mark 1, 14 to 15. Now after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. As we can see, Jesus came with a message of salvation, encouraging that one could inherit eternal life if repentance and faith in Him were received. The vital question which must be considered is, are you saved? Although there are many denominations within the Christian realm, as well as extensions of the Pentecostal body, the Bible tells us very clearly, there is but one way to be saved, and is the only approved method, acknowledged by God that one's heart has fully turned to the Lord. Paul tells us in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, However, there is a solution, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. No man can save himself or keep his soul alive. 
Salvation is only possible through our Lord Jesus Christ, and it must begin with repentance. Let us read in Job 33, 8-12. Surely thou hast spoken it in mine hearing, and I've heard the voice of thy words, saying, I am clean without transgression. I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he findeth occasions against me. He counted me for his enemy. He putteth my feet in the stocks. He marketh all my paths. Behold, in this thou art not just. I will answer thee that God is greater than man. Are we so self-righteous to say that we are without sin? Or even able to retain our own lives? Such thoughts are causing men to take that headlong plunge onto a road of destruction and final and eternal separation from the Lord. However, God has provided a way of escape from the wrath to come. Let us read in Ephesians 2, 8-9. For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. In God, one will find equality. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus spoke of the need for a new birth in his talk with Nicodemus. Even though this Pharisee was a deeply religious man, dedicated and obedient to the law of God, it was necessary for him to be born again into God's family. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from this spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. Let us read in John 3, 3-4. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? In John 3, 5, it reads, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We were conceived in sin, therefore we must be born again into his righteousness in order to be part of his family. The correct biblical interpretation of the term born of water means to be baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus. Water baptism was instituted by Jesus and until this very day is still required because it is an action showing a good conscience toward God. In order for one to be baptized, one must go down into the water, be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling or pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. Please remember, TV viewers, that it is not the water which washes your sins away, but the name and the blood of Jesus can do it. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or speaking in the unknown tongue, as you read in Acts 2.4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking in tongues is the only way cited in the Bible, which can be used to verify that an individual has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus tells us in John 7, 37 to 38, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, 
out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is a phenomenon which in the minds of many remains unexplained and continues to bear unacceptable worship. However, in spite of what men may think, God established and formed the first church as a result of that phenomenon on the day of Pentecost. Do you know what that spirit is? It is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit dwelling amongst his people. Other thoughts that can exist in the hearts are, why is the name so important? I have already been baptized by immersion, according to Matthew 28, 19. Furthermore, how can you say my sins have not been remitted? Yes, viewers, though you find it difficult to accept, what has just been said is correct. The name of God is Jesus. When you call upon his name as listed in the book of Acts and Romans, you are recognizing the power described in the scriptures. Matthew 28, 18-19. He firmly instructed his disciples to go teach and baptize converts in his name. I ask you, is the Father a name or Son or Holy Ghost? They are not. They are titles. However, they are still terms which identify someone in particular. Let us read in John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. In the Bible, there is no reference of anyone being baptized in the titles, but there is reference to many who are baptized in the name of Jesus. I encourage you to search your scriptures, for in them you will find eternal life. Let us read in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. To place additional emphasis on the name, let us read Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The basis of salvation is found in Mark 16.16. 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So viewers, choose you this day whom ye will serve, God or the devil. The narrow way leads to eternal life. The broad way leads to destruction. Therefore, as a word of warning, if you reject Christ and His way, you will not only miss the rapture, but suffer the wrath of God, which has been reserved for the children of disobedience. The time is moving quickly, and the days are being shortened for the very elect's sake. And for the unbeliever and the sinner, your time and distance preceding the return of the Lord is running out. These words are being uttered by all true born-again Christians today. Lord, come quickly. But the Lord holds back the clouds of disaster from falling upon the whole world. Why, you ask? It is due to the pure and simple fact that there are souls which have yet to be saved, and it's the faithful prayers of the saints that are withholding the total wrath of God. Each prayer is a plea for the souls in this lost and dying world. The gospel is being preached as we read Job 33:14. For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. The gospel must be preached across the face of the land, and then shall the end come. Therefore, why stand he idly by? There is so much to do in so little time. Shouldn't we be busy about our Father's business, especially in winning souls and preparing them for the coming of the, our Lord and Savior? Soon time will be no more. Today, many find no time for God. Viewers, if you don't find time or make time now for the Lord, will he find time for you when you need him the most? In the time we are living, which is a time of uncertainties, including wars and distresses and perplexities, our foremost attention should be focused upon the Lord, serving Him only and without distraction. Paul tells us in Hebrews 10.25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the man of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. 
Above the rooftop is a familiar landmark of the Apostolic Faith Church Temple on 1043 Middle Street. It is a large sign bearing the message, Jesus coming soon. It is a message and warning to every believer in Christ Jesus, be ready. And to the every unbeliever, prepare yourself to meet him. People throughout the years have mocked and scoffed at the sign. Many are asking, where is the promise fulfilling of his coming? To such skeptics, I simply explain, his soon is not our soon. His time is not our time. For one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises to usward. His promises are yea and amen. Many have also inquired, why was the sign with those particular words placed over the rooftop? In a vision, the Lord revealed unto the late pastor Charles Lockbaum that such a sign should be erected on the roof of the first permanent church structure. Consequently, the sign has become the identity of all our apostolic faith churches in the Hawaiian Islands and in the Philippines. Countless souls have been saved because of that sign, and many more will continue to be saved as well. Despite the present upheavals throughout the world, there is one fact which is certain. The Lord Jesus will return. The passing of each day brings the occurrence of this glorious event that much closer. Let us read what Paul writes in Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Salvation is crumbling because of sin. Men everywhere are puzzled, knowing not which way to turn to solve their perplexities. However, amidst it all, the promise of the Lord remains. I will come again. There will be two appearances at that one coming. The promise of his second advent needs to be differentiated from his return in glory to earth. First, he will come for his saints. Second, he will come to earth to judge the nations. Read in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. For those of us today living in such difficult times, these are very comforting words indeed. When Jesus returns, he will come for all those who are born again and looking for him. However, the meeting place will be in the air. And what a meeting it will be, the likes of which is beyond description. The vital question is, are you saved so that you will be among the airborne when Jesus arrives? I'm sure you can recall the story of the rich man and Lazarus. As recorded in Luke 16, 19 to 31, one's destiny is determined by the decision which he makes today. Thus we learn of the eternal state of the saved and the predicament or remorse of the unsaved. As for the saved, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And to the unsaved, Jesus declares in Matthew 25, 41, Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, cursed, into everlasting fire, prepare for the devils and his angels. Thus, viewers, be mindful that the time is short and time is running out. What kind of Christian should we be? For an illustration, let's take the face of a watch or clock. We should all be like a clock or a good watch and possess an open face. Be like pure gold, quietly busy and full of good works. Finally, we should always be on time for the Lord. Remember, the Lord is never too slow or too fast. He is always on time. We are heading to glory. We close with this message from Luke 21, 25 to 28. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity 
the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. Therefore, we must forget the past and reach forth to those things which are before. Press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There is nothing but victory ahead for us if we hold fast to the truth and the name of Jesus. We must ring in the new year with a song in our hearts, shout with the voices of triumph, and praise and thank the Lord for all He has done for us in the past and for all what He will do for us in the future. Let us accelerate and possess the blessings and heritage which are ours. We hope and pray that our program has truly been a blessing to you and the perfect way to help you start the new year. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in society, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come to your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. We now call upon our church band to conclude our New Year's program with a most appropriate and inspiring number that stirs up the hearts of God's people everywhere now, more than ever before, because Jesus is coming. Hallelujah.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.